Hey everyone, this is Christy Brent. Thank you for joining us for a podcast from Brave Love Women. Brave Love is a worldwide movement aiming to activate women in their catalytic callings. We believe that women have a unique role in shaping history and that Brave Love Women are women of solution, bringing breakthrough in family, society, and the nations. You are listening to a Brave Love Woman podcast. Shannon, do you want to bring us into the presence of God? Let's pray. Let's pray. So expectant because of who Jesus is, guys. It really is real. We can wake up with expectation because of who Jesus is. He's always good. He loves us. He's with us. Bible says that the Lord is with us always, even to the end of the age. He's never going to leave us or forsake us. And I don't know about you guys, but that gives me hope every day. Hope, uh, yeah, that just his king, of his kingdom, there really is no end. He is always on the increase. And that's when he's just calling us in to partner with him and his plan to release his glory in the earth. And it is such a privilege. And so, Father, we love you. We thank you, Jesus. We just set our affections on you right now, Father. Yes, God. You're so kind. You're good, Jesus. We love you. You are faithful. You really are the great shepherd, God. You have led us so well over these 10 weeks. You have led us. You are the great shepherd, and you will continue to lead us on this call and our families and our relationships, our marriages, our mothering, our ministries, our schools. Father, you are the great shepherd and you are present. God, we just thank you for just another day that we get to gather and hear the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for Christy, for her health, Thank you, God, for my help. Lord, we just love you. We press in today with expectation to hear your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I already feel the presence of God. God, we do just thank you that we strain to hear you, and we hear you sometimes with incredible clarity. And Lord, you have defined what brave love is so beautifully. And I pray, Father, that you would release your words today, not mine. I pray, Father, you'd posture every heart to be uh, struck by your spirit in, in things we're not even talking about. Just that your spirit is moving and alive. Thank you, Jesus. We are so grateful to have this medium to be together. We just exalt your name together. Thank you, Jesus. Guys, this week I was praying and we're all seeing so many women activated right now, just in the front lines. And I saw a picture of so many multitudes of women behind the activated women and they were wanting to be activated and ready to be activated. They just needed the clear sound. And I thought of Shannon speaking, and um, Shannon, Shannon has a line. What is your line, Shannon? You say, um, I am just going to the front lines. I'm going to do what Jesus called me to do, and I'm going to bring as many women as I can with me. Is that basically fundamentally what you've been saying? 
Yes, yes it is. So today I just want, I want to talk about activation. And I know some of you are going, Christy, we've really talked about activation. We've talked about that that is the essence of what brave love is. But I wanna explain something today that might throw it in a different light just to help the cement seal on what differentiates brave love, what differentiates this era that we're moving into and what God is doing right now. If we look at the season, there's so many amazing takeaways. It's expanding our vision. It's expanding our vision personally. It's expanding our vision corporately. It's breaking ceilings over what we thought we could do. God is just exploding our boundaries, pushing down walls because he's saying, I want to entrust you with something. I want to entrust you with something. So he wants to empower us along with the entrustment. And so you guys, you have this ability, you have this capacity, ingenuity, innovation, this, and many God-given mantles over so many of you that we've seen even falling in this season. It's to bring solution to every situation. And it's going to translate into effectiveness. And in order for us to be at our ultimate effectiveness, we have to mobilize women. And if there was an undergirding revelation of this time, the just divine worldwide timeout, it was to be with God and it was to hear God, to be in the presence of God, to grow our roots deep so that we could go out activated and ready to mobilize other women. There are so many attended, unattended. I love this line. It's actually something that Brian said once. He goes, there's so many unattended women. And I just thought, wow, there is unattended women who aren't being shepherded, who aren't being nurtured, that don't have an on-ramp to, on to the next thing. And so that is what really has burdened me in this last week because I've been so inspired by what I've seen women doing this week, preaching on the front lines, declaring in these protests, traveling to, to preach, traveling to heal, traveling to engage people that are really lost. I've been so inspired by it. And then the Lord's just saying, but Christy, there's a deep mobilization of women that needs to happen. Let them be the inspiration that you would call and just um, be the trumpet because Shannon was saying, I'm ready to just go to the front lines and bring as many women as I can. Today's message is, are you ready to go to the front lines and bring as many women with you as you can? I want to use a little bit of a historical context for this. And it's in the last two decades, maybe more. If you let me overgeneralize here for a point, um, it's about women's conferences. Sometimes I talk to women, and I've even had this feeling myself that if you are called to women, that it's somehow um, a lesser group to speak to. Oh, I know I'm going to speak to women, but I want to speak to the masses. Oh, I know that I'm called to women. Why do we feel that way? And I want to look at the example of, of women's conferences. 
there basically was a couple, couple kinds of conferences in the last couple decades. One of the kind of conferences was really freedom oriented. And it, it, it's picking up the woman from her discouraged, defeated place and declaring you're an overcomer. You might be passing through difficulty and trouble, but you are an overcomer. And that is the point of the conference. And then the woman leaves and she's encouraged of spirit. In and of itself, that is not wrong. There was another kind of conference. It maybe is a little more confrontive. It says, you got to shape it up. You got to get your thinking right. I need to impart all this truth to you because your thinking is not plumb. And we need to, it has kind of a, a, corrected, a corrective tone to it. And the unattended women tend to flock to those conferences over the last couple de decades because they're looking for truth. They're looking to be inspired. They're looking to break out of circular patterns. And, the, and what I want to say about that era, and I was a part of that era. I was part of a freedom movement. I did have women's conferences in those times. And it's not wrong that we did freedom. It's not wrong that our message was overcoming. It's that we stopped there. It's that we stopped there because that era did not produce action. I'm gonna tell you what I mean. There's something about that era that when you're walking into a conference, you're being taught, you're being corrected, you're getting right thinking, truth is coming on you, you're worshiping, everything is, is wonderful. But the problem is the exit of the building. We still feel underqualified. We still feel like uh, we need to go further and farther and know more before we are equipped to go to action. But that is not the example of Jesus. You know what that is an example of? It's an example of a cultural mindset. It's a cultural mindset. And for anyone who ministers to women, anyone who is in leadership, anyone that runs a Bible study, this is so important for you to over understand because the enemy has overplayed his hand and he has wanted to delay us from doing something. And scripture is telling us, and Jesus's message is telling us to do something now. He's telling us to do something now. And the shift of this era into this is a new season, this is a new day. I wanna to go to something scriptural, and it's in the Hebrew word learn. There's actually five words in the Bible that mean learn, but I want to talk about the one called Lamed. Lamed, it is L-A-M-E-D. It means the learner. And if you think about uh, the Jewish tradition, these are this was instruction for desert dwellers. And it was actually the shepherd's stick that pointed the direction to go. And it, it shows knowledge or the skill by the one who was experiencing it. If you didn't lamed something, you couldn't lamed something until you were able to do it. So you, it, it's a type of teaching 
that you're not meant to just hear, but to do. So the actual de definition in the Hebrew for lamed is to learn something and do it. <laughs> now this is where I wanna create the cultural context because as Americans, and you'll have to judge for your nationality, for Americans, we are very Greek-minded. The Greek philosophers influenced our entire culture. So it says, once you know something, you're finished, you're done, you've learned it. So for example, in school, if you learned it, you took a test and you got a grade, you were done, right? Sometimes we have a mentality. If you have your quiet time, then you did it, you're done, check the box. I remember getting encountered by the Chinese. Actually, we were in Hong Kong doing a call to all. And our interaction with the Chinese people there is they were so perplexed by American thinking because they, they saw that we could learn something or that we could read something from the Bible and not do it. And it was, what is this thing of the Americans that they take in this information and then they leave? Like we go to church, we hear the message and we leave and we're finished because we learned it. In the Hebrew, there's no such thing. In the Hebrew, the learning and doing is one stroke. So now go back to the women's conferences. So we, we went in there, we, we heard the word of God. We let, and so we left and we're finished. Brave love is an activation tool. It is a platform to inspire activation and the actual doing of the word. I've done it because I've said it, or I've done it because I learned it. So Jesus, the master rabbi, would have to teach his disciples how to preach. He taught them how to heal. Isn't that amazing? And if they didn't go employ it, they didn't learn it. The key is they're doing it. So why have I said all this? because at this core is the very center point of religion. The Greek system versus this Hebrew symptom, system, it's linked by one word, which is love. We're going back to our first and second weeks, which is love, and love is an action. The Greeks saw love as this ethereal sentimentality. They talked about it. They intellectualized about it. For brave love women, it is putting on and it is, it is obedience to the prompting of Christ. It's obedience to the word of God to go do. And that's the exciting new era that we're in. That's why this era is so dangerous because there is actually activism in it. And the world is reacting. There's social unrest. What if we brought activation without a solution? Wouldn't that just be weird? And, and I mean, it would just be almost mean and sad just to say, things need to change. Things need to change. And then not have some way 
to employ a solution. And I just love that in the midst of voices being heard in this last week, that there is a solution in the saving grace of Jesus. There is a solution in our own activation and our own voices. There are solutions across the board that are gonna be worked out and attentiveness is gonna be brought to those things through everything that's happened in the last two weeks. It's absolutely exhilarating and exciting that God is on the move. But let's go back to the scripture. What about Matthew 9, 13? It's so interesting that Jesus says, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Why did he say, go and learn? Couldn't he have just said, desire mercy and not sacrifice? There, now you know it. No, he said, go and learn. Meaning, you're not going to develop compassion for something waiting for God's spirit to fall on you. You have to leave and go employ yourself. And there, there, there's an actual proximity sometimes to capturing God's compassion over people. Um, there, uh, you know, we brought it up last week, Luke 4.18. Can we turn there again? Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach to the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery to sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim an acceptable year of the Lord. Over in uh, verse 40 of Luke chapter 4, when the sun was setting, all those who had any a sickness with various diseases brought them to Jesus, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. There's something about, it's also activated in uh, Matthew 25 that talks about the sheep and the goats. I'm going to go to that in a minute. I want to talk a little bit more about activation and solution. I want, to re I, want to I want to say something one more time. I know you already heard me, but I want to say it one more time. What is activation without solution? What has been the goal of women's conferences? 20 years worth of women's conferences. It was to leave feeling great to leave feeling refreshed, to leave feeling happy. But I wanna go a step further on cultural. What is that implying about women? And why do some of us have a distaste about, oh, I'm gonna speak and, and mobilize women like it's a lesser thing. What does it imply about women that we could have that freedom conference and be satisfied? It, it, might imply that we're frail. It might imply that our emotions are easily swayed or moved, or we're inclined to defeat and quitting. I, I, this is really harsh, 
but I'm talking about a cultural way of thinking that the enemy has schemed to stop us from mobilizing as women. It does imply that women have a certain ineptness that we cannot take hold of the activation in the spirit of God and, and drive forward to the front lines and have effective solutions that shift culture. I think too, something that was a part of those, that era was the only visible role was the woman with the microphone. Brave love is about employing women's voices. Whether you're an evangelist or not, that might be, honestly, that might be like 3% of women or men. But you have a voice, you have a message, you have solutions. Whether you're standing on a corner with a cedar box preaching to the crowds, or you are sharing your testimony, or loving somebody aggressively, or bringing solution to something. I think the era of the microphone, the person standing up there, you'd think in those decades, oh, maybe someday I'll have the microphone. And it, why did that always end up with such discouragement for the masses of women? Because they didn't visibly see any other role to take. I've kind of moved away from a Bible study this week to kind of an imploring, <laughs> because I'm imploring you women to move forward with risk because God is going to give you solutions when you get there. Sometimes we just need to get to the front line or we need to get on the land or to the, where Jesus went to the place of compassion. And we need to destroy that religious spirit that can hear and not do. Activation, did you ever think of it as a, a definition? It's actually making something operative. It's actually the, the substance chemically of catal being catalytically active. And that's why we talk about being a catalyst in brave love. Because Jesus was our ultimate model. And throughout the New Testament, he's catalyzing us to act, saying, do as I do. I did want to just super briefly, and then I want to go to Shannon real quick. The sheep and the goats. It's in Matthew 25. Matthew 25, starting in verse 31. I'm just going to read super quick and move on. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another. As the shepherd divides his sheep from the goats, and he will set the sheep on his right hand, the goats on his left. I'm going down a little ways. And he said, from the foundation of the world, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry? When did we feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did you see a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when were you sick or in prison and we came to you? And the king answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of these, you've done it for my brethren. You've done it unto me. 
So he's talking to the sheep, he's calling them righteous, and he's saying, when you do it to the least of these, you're doing it unto me. Then he talks about the goats who didn't do it. And he's not talking to the unsaved there. He's talking to the Pharisees. He's talking to the center point of religion. And he's addressing Greek thinking that says we can hear and check the box because we know. But moving and acting on it is completely of another world. It is my kingdom. And Jesus explodes on the kingdom as the greatest revolutionary leader in history. And that same spirit has been imparted to us as believers. And he directs, he guides, he shows, and he causes his spirit to move through our faithfulness. Whether we feel something or not, his spirit is actively imparting and doing. It's so exciting. And so I say this to say, brave love needs to come to early organization. Not just that we individually and you individually are employing and mobilizing and challenging the women around you. You're bringing them with you. You're bringing them with you. Are you on the Brave Love call? Have you been in a Brave Love Bible study? Are you engaged? Come with me. I'm going to feed the poor. Come with me. Some women are gathering text trains of people that are praying. What are the action steps we're taking as we come out of quarantine? They're praying, they're planning, they're hearing from God. Organization is coming to Brave Love. Has to be at our very roots. This is week 10. We're not gonna wait. We're not gonna be like the conferences of the last decades where we endlessly need to know more to do something. We're gonna organize now as Brave Love. We're gonna create on-ramps for women. If you're employed in foreign missions, I want women that are burdened and dedicated to foreign missions and they're activating women, come with me to this place. Cry out for these people in this place. Let's bring solutions to this place. We want women who are burdened and dedicated to college campuses. That saying that place is growing darker and darker. I'm coming with the light. I will mobilize the people that are hungry there because they are lost and broken like sheep without a shepherd. I want women that are burdened and dedicated to high schools. I want women that are burdened and dedicated to the civil rights movement. And as the dust starts to settle, we say, no, it's still burning and justice must come in its fullness. I want women that are burdened and dedicated to extreme poverty in every place, bringing solution, bringing women who would otherwise never be activated to come in and, and minister and, and, and feed that, that burden so that those solutions are filled. There's women beyond those that will be involved in Brave Love that are going to be a part of the solutions that you create. I want women that are burdened and dedicated to the education of children, that Jesus would grow in their spirits from the time of hearing words, that they would be filled with the spirit as little people for this new age that we are moving into. We need women that are burdened and dedicated to women that are trafficked, to women that have been trafficked, who need to be healed, 
who need to stop trafficking, who need to discover the places of slavery. And we need women who are burdened and dedicated to actually discipling and training our, our other sisters to do any of these other areas of influence. We need trainers, we need teachers, we need shepherds. We need the women that will pray them through their dark night of the soul. We need the women that will bring them into their freedom and into their activation. Think of the number of women that are on this call. Think of us organizing and commissioning and how far out the discipleship hierarchy will go into the land. We need an army. We need an army. There's too many untouched places, too much injustice, too many unsolved problems. We used to say a time is coming and we would leave feeling better. Oh, a new time is coming. Guess what? It's here. It's here. It's today. Many of you girls know girls that could be added to this call. Maybe one, maybe five, maybe 15. Many of you have networks. Brave love should have their hands involved in every area of poverty concerning children to the ending of trafficking. We need our hands into carving out the peace of salvations in this billion soul harvest. We need to have our hands to the wheel of one of the greatest gospel movements of history of our time. We need to have our hands in the nations that we would have brave love teams crisscrossing the nations, bringing healing, bringing a future, bringing life, bringing Jesus, bringing a mission, bringing activi activation and catalyzation. I believe we need brave love teams going to college campuses that aren't hitting a second night on college campuses anymore because that's what we do. We do an outreach night and the second night was a brave love night. I think we need to have fewer brave love nights that are pointed with great gathering that will shift college campuses and the sound will be so loud on a, a campus that it will go out like ripples in water to many, many other college campuses. We need women that are dedicated to seeing those nights, gatherers, speakers, communicators on the trail of that. I wanna see Hispanics, I wanna see African-Americans, I wanna see Asians together with their white sisters on the stages of Brave Love. Because I'm telling you, Brave Love is going to stadiums. And I'm, 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 I'm telling you, challenging our revelation of the hunger that's really out there. It is really out there. Women, the average person at the end was 24 years old. People want, women want a mission that is to live for that's worth dying for. They want a mission to live for that's worth dying for. We need women from Egypt who will represent the women and children of Egypt. And don't you just feel it in the spirit that the Lord just wants to go down the nations? Just wants to go down the nations.
He wants to go down our neighborhood and go, you know that there's a dividing line in your neighborhood? You don't have to drive very many miles and it might be dangerous for you to go into that neighborhood because there's such brokenness and poverty there. God's heart is just beating, beating, beating. I'm activating you. He's saying, I'm activating you. He's bringing us to this early organization. That's why we spoke mantles. Because as we leave the upper room, and we are leaving the upper room, we will have an assignment in our spirit. And I'm saying the Lord is giving you an assignment in your spirit. Sit quietly before the Lord and hear from him. Lord, who am I supposed to bring with me? Lord, where am I supposed to go? Lord, who am I supposed to activate with? Maybe there's a call I need to be on or a text train I need to be on. We're going to bring organization to this. The next two weeks, the next three weeks, and over the summer into the fall, what we will have done between now and then in terms of organization is going to blow our minds. Why? Because we have women on this call who are so capable to organize and to lead and to develop teams and to act on the burdens of their heart. And I know you are feeling now the Lord is saying, oh my gosh, this is my moment. Okay, I hear you, God. You're saying, be awakened. Just fill in your name. I'm being awakened. I'm being awakened. This is my hour. This, the spirit of the Lord is upon you. Do you realize that? When the Lord said, I'm shifting areas, it's a new season. Do you realize he's saying, you are not going alone. You are not going to be left to figure it out on your own. My spirit is upon you. You're going to be able to do what you could not do in your flesh. Shannon, I know you're hearing this. I know you're, you're just agreeing. And I know this is such an hour to break all limitation off, but it's even a greater hour to lean forward and to seize hold of what God is saying. And every bit of us that said in the past, that's too risky, or I'm not qualified, or someone else, I see someone else with gifting. That's yesterday. We're leaving that way, way back there. I even think of Lauren Cunningham starting YWAM, Shannon. He started YWAM, and he did not have the support of the church because the religion was saying young people can't do that because it was breaking a paradigm. Women were breaking a paradigm by just doing the Bible. It's amazing what we are going to mobilize as an army of women, and we're going to end up influencing all people. Men, women, and children. But right now, as we go forward as an army of women, it is going to make a loud sound. It's going to make a loud sound. We get free as we go. We will get free as we activate. The old way says, I'll get free before I go. Have you heard the, the saying, I will be free the free are brave. I think it's the free are brave. <laughs> yeah. But do we get free first and then we're brave? Or do we confront our fear and go? And a great bravery is imparted to us and upon us. Brave love is Jesus activated. 
and we want to finish the work. Shannon, I'm coming to you, but we want to finish the work of the pandemic and why this virus tarries. Why does it linger? Shannon, I want to go to you. I, I love, I know this, this is your message. You carry this. Just am so ready for you to respond and to hear from oh, you. My heart's just burning, Christy. I, I just keep, I, I, I'm writing down so many things. I, I don't even, I will never, I won't even have time on this call to even share them, but I just, even while you were, even while you were speaking, sorry, we're having a, a, a child complication. <laughs> She can have a LaCroix, it's fine, whatever it takes. Um, <laughs> but she, um, but, uh, but I heard the Lord saying uh, to me, they're not waiting to tell you guys, they're not waiting for me. They're not waiting for Christy. They're waiting for you. They're not waiting for us. They're waiting for you. The Lord is like, they're waiting for you. They're not waiting for me or for Christy. They're waiting for you. And even while you were saying that, Christy, I was thinking about like how much we as women think, man, let me fix this first and then I'll, you know, fill in the blank. And I mean, I, I just, I've been just reading through Luke 17 and I cannot help but think about as soon as you said that, I was thinking about this moment where Jesus, it's Luke 17, verse 12, because I always think about something scripturally, <laughs> because my mind is like, because I just read the word of God every day. But Jesus, you know, he's going into a village and there's 12 lepers. They raise up their voices and they say, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And he looks at them and he says to them, now please pay attention. He doesn't say be healed. He doesn't say, come here, let me spit on my hands, get the dirt and wipe on your eye. He doesn't do any of those things. He says to them, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were healed. As they went, they were, obedience was required. And as they went, they were healed. And I'm like, man, I just had the chills. I'm like, I just am like, man, it's like the Lord's saying, go, just go, just go. And I was thinking about this, uh, this, um, this uh, uh, thing. I was, I was doing a coalition thing uh, for crusades, and I go to a, a, to a nation that's um, that's a closed nation, and we can't really. You can only get in. You can barely get in. Okay, but I saw I had a vision, and the Lord was reminding me about this right now. And I saw I had a vision and in the vision, I was holding a scroll and I was, I was walking. I took the scroll and I rolled it out and it was a map and it was, and all the women were around me from this nation and on the map, it was the map of their nation and there were stars all over the map and the stars represented unreached people groups of their nation. They didn't even know. They didn't even know that there was all seven, over 70 unreached people groups of their own nation. And they started coming around the map and they started pointing at the stars themselves. And they, I was activating them to reach their own people. And they were looking at each other and saying, oh, let's me and you, we'll go to this star. And let's me and you, we'll go to this star. And I saw that again right now, Christy, as you were speaking, I'm like, guys, this is like, I saw this at the summit. I saw this last week and I gathered women here. I saw a prison break. I saw a prison break. It was like, I saw oh. of none of us, if we were in prison and someone came and unlocked, gave us the keys and we unlocked it, none of us in all integrity would run out of that prison 
If we knew we had the key to unlock every jail cell, none of us would just run out of the prison ourselves. I wouldn't be like, I got free, let's go, and I'm out of here. I would be like, I'm going to break out as many women as I can to get out of this prison with me. And that's what I saw. We were just unlocking, unlocking, unlocking. Like, and we saw, it's like, we got to go fast. We got to get these, it's like a prison break. It was like everyone, if I'm getting free, everyone around me, everyone around me is getting free. And I just feel like that that's what the Lord's releasing over us, this understanding. And like, that's what I was trying to find my note about it when I was leaving Brazil. But the Lord said to me, Shannon, you're going to go to as many nations as you can, and you're going to take as many women as you can. And they're going to tell you, you can't do it. They're going to tell you, you can't do that. But I'm telling you right now, you are going to do that. You're going to take as many women as you can with you. And I have made it my personal goal to take as many as I can to as many nations as I can. And I think that this is what the Lord was just showing us. I just kept hearing, don't wait for us. Nick Brent, circuit riders, two summers ago, don't wait for us. It's like the Lord saying, you are anointed. You have been appointed and it's time. It's time. No more excuses. We are not frail. We are able. And it's because we have Jesus Christ. And so I just, Christy, I just, I see that, that just, that, that life bearer message. It gets really real for all of us guys really quick because the Lord's saying, be a life, release life in your marriages, release life in your children, release life when there's a situation where there's women gossiping and talk, you know, release life in that. Like we have a responsibility to bring life bears into every situation. And I just saw all of a sudden we were all like, oh my gosh, I'm not waiting until I'm down the streets just to do that. I'm not waiting until I'm in a stadium to release life. Like I'm going to do that right now. The Lord's releasing a purity of heart over all of us to be able to hear the call and to be activated as I am where I am. And I told Christy this, I was like, this really, we really are guys in the day where the days are gone, where we speak of female world shakers. Like that breed of women has come and gone. Christy's original letter. I wrote that to her last week and I feel it again on this call right now, Christy. Like the Lord is releasing this activation of us being fully saying, yes, I am ready. Let's go. You guys, everyone on this call is a female world shaker. And the Lord is saying it is time. And so, yeah, that's, I just feel my heart is so moved. My heart is so moved because I moved with the call of God. And I just feel like the Lord, he wants us to pray for steps of obedience. What are the steps of obedience? I talked to a woman that was, has been on these calls and she's in DC. And I talked to her yesterday for an hour. We called, I don't, I don't really know her, but I'm getting to know her. And she's like, the Lord showed me, I'm supposed to be raising up an army of women. She's like, but I don't know where to start. I'm a mom. I have a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a four-year-old. I said, well, let's pray. And I saw her gathering around her kitchen table, three women. And then those three women went and got three women. And then those nine women went and got three more women. And it was like, I could see the multiplication of the message. And again, it wasn't about small groups, but we were coming together. And even more so as we saw the day drawing near, like what it says in Hebrews, because in that coming together, we were getting activated to go and do wild things for the Lord because we weren't supposed to go alone. And so I just feel like it's like, that's what the Lord wants to release, these steps of obedience to be able to really, you know what I mean? Like land this thing in our hearts. 
Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, there's so much I could say. I just said a lot, but you want to you wanna add on to that? <laughs> no, no, you, you're actually blowing my mind. And when you said prison break, that just has a lot of implications, doesn't it? Shannon, um, I, I feel like we're supposed to do some kind of activation here. I feel like we need to, to respond right now. And I, I, I feel like it, <clears throat> it was key in you saying, for the woman who had the children, let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. Four words. Wow, what a great four-word answer to any of us who've been sitting in quarantine or, you know, it, regardless of how uh, isolated we are, we, we don't have normal communication with other people. And it, it presents its own challenges. But I think what we're saying today is the Lord wants to organize. He wants to use this hour to speak to every single woman about something that is either brand new that he's imparting to you or something that has been down there as a dream. And it's, it's it, we're, we're wasting time if we're not func functioning in obedience. We can't just, you know, make it up. The Lord wants to tell us. He wants to, doesn't he? Yeah, let me add one thing. I've been thinking about this since yesterday, and I was praying last night. And I was just, this is a very simple example, but I think it'll help us. The other day, I laid Enzo down, my, my three-month-old, and um, I came out. He was asleep, and I came out, and I was doing stuff and talking to the other kids. And, and I went back to check on him, and he was crying, but I couldn't hear him. I didn't hear his cries. I just, I was like, oh my gosh, buddy. And I could tell he kind of been crying, you know, for a while. He just been, you know, he got a little like, you know, and I was like, buddy. And my heart was broken. I was just like, oh my gosh. And I was like holding him. And I was like, buddy, it's okay. He, of course, calmed down. And I sat there and all of a sudden I had this revelation like, man, how are we going to respond if we can't hear their cries? And it was like, all of a sudden I saw us just, just, position ourselves i thought about when the lord took me to that nation i had never even thought about that nation i never even really prayed about that nation and all of a sudden my feet were on the ground and god wrecked me for that nation and i have a lifelong assignment every year to go and to disciple the women of a closed nation like i just feel like the lord's trying to help us understand we've got to get we've got to get into the places for our hearts to be moved. And we've got to ask, Lord, yes. Lord, where are those places where so that I can move this from like, yes, I'm just dreaming about being a part. Like we move from wishful thinking and more dear diary moments and not that those aren't powerful because they are. We've got to write it down and put weight on it. But then for the Lord to say, now what are you going to do with what I've given you? And we begin to move towards it. And I felt like just thinking about what Lindy said, Christy, where she was like, God, let me hear their cries. Mm. Then the Lord would open our ears to hear the cries of those who he's called us to. And guys, we're probably, you know, out of 430 women who are on this call, and probably much more, I'm sitting here with three women right now, the three of us, I'm like, I mean, every one of us are going to probably hear different cries. Many of us will hear different cries because we're all called to reach you know, to reach so many people, it's going to take all of us. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I, I feel like the Lord, he wants, 
he wants us to hear because as women, we will respond when we hear the cry. There's no way we're going to hear a cry and not respond. And I feel like this is especially significant for the Brazilian women on this call right now, that there are cries that are being released in that nation. And the Lord is going to release them to a greater measure because every wild thing that I have heard concerning brave love has been when the Lord spoke it to me when I was in Brazil. There is something that God is doing. It's a fire that needs to be released out of the Brazilians. And there's a connection to the heart of God where we're motivated by the heart of God. And we're not just waiting for a, for a, a microphone moment to prove it, but there's a place of honoring the God, the Lord in every action, in every way. And the way that we know our hearts are really purely connected to this is when we do it when no one's looking and no one will ever know. And I feel like that is where the Lord is just like, he is releasing this authentic cry from our hearts, guys. Where I'm like, if I go to my neighbor, no one will ever know, but I will know between me and God that I've been obedient and that I'm moving towards his heart in this way. And so I really, let's pray, Christy. Yes. Let's pray that the Lord will speak to us and that he will open our ears. Shannon, I'd love it if you would pray that right now. And I think we should okay. even wait on the Lord for a moment together to hear. Okay. Do it. Father, we love you. And Lord, we just thank you for years, Lord, where you have encountered our hearts. You're waking us up. We love you, Jesus. When I think about activation, I think about what you've done in my life. And I think about how I'm activated because of your faithfulness to me. I'm activated by the gospel because it's changed me. I'm activated as a mother because mothering has, has, has moved my heart closer to you, Jesus. And Father, we are asking right now, like what Christy said, begin this call, explode our boundaries and break down our walls. Explode our boundaries, Jesus. Break down our walls. Break down our ideas of limitations where we've been limited. Father, we ask, remove vain imaginations and release to us your heart, Father. We are ready. Let's just wait on the Lord for a moment. Lord, we ask that you would show us any the walls or the boundaries where we've been where we've been limited in our own ideas of limitation. Father, we ask that you would show us that, and we just ask God that you would remove them right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Now, Father, we are, we, we are saying today, Jesus, that we, we are motivated by our love for you and your love for a hurting, dying world. We say today, Father, here we are. We will go. Send us, Jesus. Send us. Send me. Let's just say it. Everyone say it together. Just say, send me, Jesus. Send just me, speak Jesus. it out right now. Send me, Jesus. I will go, Father. Lord, we ask right now, show us the steps of obedience, Jesus. Show us, Father. 
Give us faces. Give us names right now, Jesus. Show us where women were meant to be gathering. I do want to, to add, Jesus, uh, we ought not despise humble beginnings. And I saw women ascribing something that God was prompting them in, and it didn't seem significant enough. Like that can't be it because it seems uh, too small or too unimportant. There is no such thing in love. There is no such thing. So Lord, I do just pray that you would not only break ceilings off of what we could do, but we would accept our first steps. And we corporately together ask forgiveness for every way that we have had a mindset of delay, for every way that we have uh, passed off personal assignments to somebody else. We ask forgiveness for every way we have not faced a fear and taken risk by your spirit. So Lord, we do just uh, ask for your Holy Spirit to just wash us, cleanse our mind, freshen our whiteboard. And I pray, Father, that your burden would come strong on these women right now. I pray your burden would just fall on these women right now. Release nations, Lord. Release callings. Release burdens. Release burdens right now, Lord. Release first steps of obedience. The first step of obedience. Shannon, I know you're with some women this Saturday. And this was a general theme of what you were sharing. And for some of those women, it sounds like they finally just said out loud as a first step. Can you, can you share some of those things that some women shared with you this, this past weekend? Yeah, we, we just, we gathered some of the, the women who have been uh, showing interest in Brava, but also who are leaders who are carrying vision and dream and many of them have been carrying it alone. And we just, we got everyone together and we just, we sought the Lord and it was powerful. And we just, we took a few hours for each of them to stand up and to say what God was saying. You know, Christy, I sent out the, let, the, the questions. I think that that would be really good. A good step for all of us are on this call to, to get the questions and answer them and then give them to women when they come to the table to say, hey, what is God showing me? What is the message I believe that I'm carrying? What, 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 what do I long to see the Lord doing? What do I long to see? Because I think that's, I mean, and then when we begin to release that to women, they, they, we want answers, but we don't know the questions to ask. And so I did that before they came. And again, I feel like this is a simple thing that any of us could do, you know, give the questions to these women. They didn't, we didn't all gather for them to all hear me speak. We gathered them because we needed to hear what God was putting in their hearts. Mm -hmm. And they were sharing about starting high school DTSs, DTSs in the high schools, youth ministries, and gathering young women, even younger women, and getting, you know, 
prayer prayer sets and all kinds of stuff within our the context of our you know campus and what the Lord's doing here. Women who are anointed dancers that have been doing you know like literally skilled studied and are going to start gathering like that have been gathering women to release dance and all this stuff it's just everyone having a unique mantle a unique calling but it was what they were receiving even from being on the calls for the summit so i just like how are we going to know unless we can hear them how are we going to know where they're supposed to go unless we hear what god's doing their hearts so even for many of us as female leaders for us to be able to create an environment to steward other people's giftings, to hear what God's putting in them and saying, I've never even thought about that, but I will go with you. I've never even thought about like hitting the streets in that way, but you know what? I'll go with you. And so we just made a fresh commitment to do that. And it was powerful. I mean, and I'm like, whoa, this is about to get like, when you get women who are like, I know I'm anointed apostolic leader, you get 30 of them in a room. It's like, the repercussions of that are powerful. And so I think we should send, we should send Christy, we should send these girls these questions for them to answer themselves and then for them to ask these girls, what's burning on your heart? Yeah, I feel like it's a great place of simple step of obedience, a great place to start to hear what are we? Because it kind of helps us move from here to like really getting like, wow, this is very specific. I haven't really thought about this question before. What do I burn for? What is the vision God gave me? I mean, and women are standing up and just sharing the vision. Some of them, I'm supposed to disciple. I saw myself gathering women around the table. I'm like, there's no like, wow, that's much smaller than this global, like, you know what I mean? It's like, there's none of that. It's like everyone coming to the wall and carrying our peace. And I'm just now thinking of this, this vision I had when I was praying yesterday. I saw um, the California coast, or the, actually the whole West Coast, and I saw a wave coming, but what I saw was women were lined up all the way up the coast, shoulder to shoulder, all the way up. And they were reaching down into the water. And it was almost like the, 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 the shoreline was like a bar and every woman was reaching down and they began to, to lift everyone at the same time, lifting that bar up. But the wave was connected to the bar. If you can imagine like, you know, almost like a, like a huge piece of material, but it was covering the entire coming in from the West Coast and every woman took the bar and began to rush across the United States of America. And the wave was like a giant piece of material blue. And it was like, and we were rushing together, carrying the bar, rushing from the West Coast to the East Coast. And every person had their place and was doing like carrying the, the wave and releasing across America. And so I just, and could not be more in agreement, guys, it really is time and the Lord's just sweet the Lord is with us there's a timing this is a timing piece and again they're not waiting for me and Christy they're waiting for you they're waiting for you Brazil is waiting for you and so father we just we agree, Jesus, we agree. And we say, Lord, we are ready. You have made us ready. We are making ourselves ready. We want to see the greatest release, Father, for the global harvest, Jesus. We want to see women's chains broken, God. We want to see hearts set free, Jesus. 
We don't want to see women who are called to lead sitting in their houses and measuring their callings against other people's callings. Lord, help us break every chain, Jesus. Help us break every chain, Father. Lord, we ask that you would open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying in this hour. Where we just say that we won't let other people carry what we're supposed to carry. We won't let other people do what you've called us to do, Jesus. We just say, Father, we are awake. We are awake. We are awake, Lord. We've heard their cries, God. We are awake, Jesus. We've heard the cry of Brazil. We're awake, Father. We're awake, Father. Lord, I even ask right now that you would remove any old thinking that the Lord's only going to use a few. Lord, we just remove that thinking. And I believe, I told Christy this, but I believe, guys, it's going to take all of us. Amen. It's going to take every single one of us being obedient, mm -hmm. hearing and obeying. Thank you, Father. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for the way that you created women. We are grateful for our tenderness. We are grateful for the heart that you have put in women. We are thankful, God, for compassion and for everything that the Spirit brings that makes it amazing to be a woman. We thank you for our strength. Lord, we just pray that you would gird us up this week, that you would gird our minds. We pray to be strengthened in our spirit, to be able to pay the cost for what it is that you're asking. Some of us have to let something else go to take hold of what we're taking hold of, what you're asking us to take hold of. So Lord, I just, I just pray, Jesus, for this transition. We just declare together that we are in victory as we take hold of what it is that you've put in front of us. And we don't grieve the, the things that we are leaving behind because everything in you is so fulfilling. Obedience is so filling. It's so life-giving to have 100% surrender in our hearts to you. And I just thank you for what you have done and are doing on this call today. I just release these women, Lord, into, uh, into your spirit to hear with clarity uh, from day to day, from hour to hour, glory to glory, Jesus, as we navigate this road ahead. We just are so grateful for one another. I just pray, Father, you would refresh every mind right now. And I pray for those that are engaged and in the front lines. I pray for your spirits to be refreshed for your minds to be strengthened. Pray that you just be washed right now and ready, ready for your next assignment. We just thank you, Jesus, for coming out of the upper room and for an hour of really exiting different than when we came in. We just thank you for every transaction that's happened in our hearts and our lives, God. We just live thanks to you, Jesus, for the way that you're working and acting. Yeah, I just even saw right now, you guys just go tell someone. Yeah. Just go, tell. go tell somebody what God showed you. Don't just write it down and close a book. Go, go pick a few people and you guys share together 
you got a few girls on this call together. You guys jump on another call or gather, go get coffee together and say, what's God, what did God show you? I need to hear what God showed you. So let's let that be that. Like our first step of obedience is open your mouth and tell at least a couple people what God showed you. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information on Brave Love, visit bravelovewomen.com and follow us on Instagram at bravelovewomen.com.